table. Welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Where we come to you live each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On WWE AM 1100, iRadio Now, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. Where we bring the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so. Hello and welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. What's going on? This is Ace of the A and DNA. We're bringing the facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. 404 603 I was going to start with some bay. I mean, she the one that set the record last night. 28. He was trying to give you bars. He just. I want to get bars off this verse. <laughs> oh, I got him now. <laughs> But I need that LO though. <laughs> if, I, if you're going to do it, you got to take it back to the original. There we go. But uh, uh, we're glad that you all could tune in for tonight's show. We got uh, some special guests coming around at 7 30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 8 o'clock. We'll discuss some baseball and get your brackets ready at 8 o'clock for our fam to shine tape. We got the um, founder of. BCBS 360 at 7.30 to discuss HBCU baseball. We got NFL to discuss. It seems like the the Northeast little town up in uh, Foxborough is making lots of moves today. Patriots Day. <laughs> I ain't talking about the flag. <laughs> uh, basketball to discuss. We got to talk about the home team, five straight, and the swirling rumors about one of the players being traded before the trade deadline next week. I believe that's coming up. Uh, sad news to talk about uh, in the world of boxing and as well as PGA. Uh, the top two met again as far as what happened the week before. And we'll discuss well, what takes place that with that. But let's start with boxing. Marvelous Marvin Hagler passed away 66 years young over the weekend. If I understand why he felt disrespected because he was pound for pound one of the best in his weight class but Sugar Ray got more of the notoriety than him so Sugar Ray <laughs> and Marvin was the epitome of what Muhammad Ali and um, and uh, Frazier. Joe Frazier were yeah. Muhammad Ali had to Muhammad Ali, like Sugar Ray, had the flair. He had the personality. Had the personality. Had the Olympic behind him. You got to have an Olympic you know, at, at that, that time, time. At that had time. Had the Olympics behind him and whatnot. So coming into, you know, into the 70s and six, late 60s, 70s, he was like, to your point, Sugar Ray was more. He was called Sugar Ray. Ray. Yeah, he was. He, he, <laughs> to this day, he. Sugar, cross comparison. Sugar Ray is what Dion is right now. Prime time. Prime, yeah, he was, you were, 
you will always say sugar before you say, say rent. Right, right. <laughs> so you will say prime before you say Dion. Right. So that's, you know. Um, he got the nickname and it stuck. Yeah. And, and for good reasons. Reason, it yeah. wasn't like he was, you know, just an okay boxer. Excellent boxer. Yeah, but Marvelous stuck too. But he's, Mar- yeah. Marvelous. Yeah, but it wasn't but he the same. Got, he got disrespected too with the nickname. Yeah. Because he wasn't called Marvelous. Because they wouldn't call him that in the ring. So he had it legally. Ch- his legal, <laughs> legal first name, name right. is Marvelous. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, so that that's, shows the, the disrespect that he was giving. Even though pound for pound, one of the greatest of all time. And it's funny because when we talk about Mount Rushmore boxers or you talk about the greatest of all time, you start with Ali. You probably go, depending on who you're talking to, you'll go Sugar Ray. You'll go Frazier, you'll go Foreman, you'll go uh, Tyson, you'll go. It's a long list before you get to Hagler, who was still well. So his his one of ha- the best. I mean, you even throw Mayweather in yeah. only because he's fifty yeah. and old. But it's a while before but, you get to Hagler. So here's what should happen to the Mount Rushmore when it comes to boxing. First, you got to cut the mountain up into weight class. Weight class, and then from that, you literally need to do the treat. Like if this person <laughs> is goat. Then he needs to have the reason why he's goat, as far as who he fought. Who he fought, you know what I mean. That's another reason why I am so critical of Mayweather. Of Mayweather, because I can't do that with him. Yeah. Because he didn't fight people in their prime. He fought them when they were deer in the headlights or at the end. But but the, Hagler, this, this is about Hagler. But <laughs> Hagler did that though. Yeah. Oh, to, to that point, had to. He yeah, you had to at that. You point. had to. You. It wasn't about record. It was about fighting the person in front of you at that particular yeah. time. And I think by now, if you haven't, everybody needs to go watch round one. I want to say Hearns versus that's Hagler. The, that's the like, greatest. That's, that, a, that's, that's probably the that's best the, boxing. That's the goat round. Best boxing ever witnessed. And, and if Period. I'm not mistaken, it was real hate there. Like, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, you know what I mean? So it was not just boxing. Nah, it was actually, it was, I it can't was. wait to get you in this ring. <laughs> but that's the approach that he took on. He took on. Dare I say, a comparison of Jordan of even if I don't like you, let me create something yeah. so that I hate you enough mm-hmm. to get into this ring. And that was one of, like I said, one of the best rounds of any boxing match across the board, period. And it was on, if I'm not mistaken, was that, was on, that was on the, that was it was on a Monday, Monday night. So what, the reason why it was on Monday night. But they played it again on a Saturday. They might have. But so it was closed circuit TV and Movie theaters didn't have a large influx of but patrons was, on Monday nights. Yeah, but that was the so, greatest fight of ever with Ali and Frazier. I think this one was on Monday night, too. I think Hagler was on regular, Saturday, on regular Saturday, regular Saturday, ABC, boxing. But the reason why be. a lot of them were on Monday nights, it was 85. It was at Caesars in Vegas, so it might have been Saturday. But the reason why a lot of them were on Mondays is because they would show them at movie theaters. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to, to well, however... You want you to get the most eyes on the fight. Right. You, the movie theater was so the biggest mo- Mainly yeah. they were Monday nights, right? So and it we might have been. And we weren't allowed at bars. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> not, that was 85. I'm talking about, well, back in the Ali. Oh, oh, Ali, Ali yeah, yeah. Nah, we were right. you know, we had a, we had barely had bars. And whatever right. ones we had, they wasn't going to allow too many of us to be there at one time <laughs> anyway. So, hey, I, 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 But listen, yeah, that, that first round was just straight. I don't like you. You don't like me. We gonna go at it toe for toe, blow for blow, and they give. But sixty six is Marvin. Just they give him so much credit because he can sit there and take a punch, yeah. several punches, and still stand. 
six. I mean, he took some in that round. You're talking about with, with <laughs> Lightning Tommy Quick. Tommy the Hitman yeah, Hurts. Yeah, he took him. He, 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 hey, that knockout of Martin. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but 66 is young. Yes. But, you know, in boxing age. It's not. That's that's 75, 80. Because of the blows, the blows that were taken. And, you know, and a lot of them, unfortunately, went but, a few years longer than they should have. I mean, have. you know, another, another conspiracy has oh, come yeah. up. He took the shot. Because he, he took, took the, the COVID shot. vaccine. Not, yeah. No, so I will I will dive into that a little bit. Not because I believe that the the, the shot, but let's, let's, so also, you know, it came up with Hank Aaron as Hank well. Hank Aaron, right. But you got to, so. It was like two weeks, Hank, less than two weeks. Hank Aaron was 87. It. And like I said, Marvin's 66, much younger, but I'm going to give him another 10 years in age because of the sport he was in. You right. know what I mean? So you got to, let's just say, some of the in every conspiracy there is some stream of that's a little bit of truth. a little but what it does to the body so is the body is at 87 90 year old is he able to is the body able to handle what it's going to go through and taking the and shot taking it right same thing you know so same I, thing that the body is not able to take don't it understand that it is called a it practice a medicine for a reason oh yeah you are practicing because there is no 100 percent guarantees oh, what's on happen? anything yeah. i don't care if it's an aspirin there is not a 100 percent guarantee on anything everything is a practice of medicine so i.e you taking something for a headache and me taking something is going to be two, two totally yeah. different reactions and when they give those when they give those breakdowns of percentages or whatever it is you know we still a long long way away from having more accurate just accurate of accuracy of what's going to happen with this vaccine because it's so new and they don't have the long-term in data. You know right. what I mean? They're, they're, projecting, <coughs> they're projecting themselves with a small group of individuals yeah, small done, case. that they've done trial and error on. So um, that's the reason why I don't want to take the Moderna because they already messed up. But, I, you know, <laughs> that is my oh, personal. He's just taking shots already. Hey, listen. You had to recall it for a reason. <laughs> did they not recall them? They did. Oh, okay, then. So I want to go with the people who ain't been recalled. <laughs> for now. For now. <laughs> Johnson and Johnson, you up. Right. <laughs> hey, the doctors say, don't don't be the first. Don't, don't be, be the, the last. last. <laughs> Got to find that sweet spot. But so, you know, but. But looking at Hagler, though, I, I think that it's unfortunate, but now he's going to be talked about more as being the top 10 Maybe top five in to the middle, some. In the middleweight right. division. And and they'll like I said, they'll like, give his respect. Like again, you, you mentioned the ones he he's fought. Uh the epic battles with um Sugar Ray, even Duran. Yeah. Tommy right. Hearns, yeah. like his uh group, his peers that he was going up against are also top ten. Yeah. Boxers on nine out of ten people's lists. And a Which slew, adds to his greatness. And, and there's a slew of guys who we can't mention that were were good, not great. You know, on his way making it up to title fights and whatnot. So speaking of which, you got two bouts coming up, supposedly this year, with Fury and Joshua. Who you like? Well, I got the, I got the one question. What happened to my man that co-hosts the Jimmy Fallon show that beat Fury, that beat Joshua? The uh, Andy Ruiz. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, okay. What happened to him? Well, we ain't worried about him. <laughs> he lost the rematch. He, okay, he did. I, I couldn't remember if he had lost. He lost the rematch, and and that that's okay. it. No, no, that's they fine. They were done with them. No, yeah. that's fine. As long as, he got the Hasim Rockman treatment. As long, as long as he lost the rematch, I couldn't, I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember if he had actually fought again. That's why. That's the reason why I asked. So, 
Um, I'm gonna go with Joshua. I think Fury's. A, it's been what two years. Fury's <laughs> a little bit older. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Joshua being the the younger of the two, and you know, having more of a. But you know, it depends on. It honestly depends on which Fury shows up. Well, that's the reason why I'm going. You with know, Joshua. like I, 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 at this point, I'll take your money and bet with that's it. That's fine. <laughs> but it, five dollars, right? Five dollars. <laughs> Cause I don't even want to lose five dollars of your money. <laughs> but I, I really don't know which one is going to show up. Is it going to be the Wilder from the the first battle or the second one? You know, the Fury. I know, but I'm saying when he fought, oh, fought Wilder. When, when Fury fought, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Is yeah, it yeah. going to be from the first fight or the second one? Because those were two totally different people, two different boxing styles almost it seems. So, is it going to be the? I, I guess kind of an up tempo. Let me bring the fight to you, or am he's going to play like? Let me kind of. Wear you down and pick my. Am I gonna fight or am I gonna box? And that's the part I don't know. I I think it's gonna be one of those things where he's gonna try and fill him out, which is so funny. Talking about Hagler, he never took time to oh, no, figure out a couple of rounds. How, I'm coming he, in. I'm coming, coming in hard. In, I'm coming in right now. <laughs> put these things to your chest. Right. And then if you take it, then I know I'm. Then I know right. Out. But if not, then I'm going. I'm going all out for the rest. of <laughs> I eat haggle. I see right. my eyes looking at the back of your head. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I eat herns. I right. see them eyes in the back of his head. I'm going. Um, I'm still going with um, with Joshua. Because in both those fights that Fury had with Wilder, Wilder was anywhere near a box. He would have beat him in both of them. Well, he was complaining about all the stuff that he, all the kind of stuff he had on and everything. Bad word on it. <laughs> that messed if, up his legs. He didn't if, have his legs. If, if that ain't the weakest excuse <laughs> Ever. I'm just telling you what he said. And at the same time, why would you want to put on 50 pounds or hold another half a person on your body and walk? So when you get take it off of you, you ready. You, oh, you ready? Oh, you ready? You ready? Oh, yeah, oh, you ready? Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no leg. <day. laughs> he skipped that day <laughs> twice. <laughs> I, I'm, going, I'm going with Joshua again. I think Joshua is what Wilder is not. He is a boxer, but he also can. Now again, know. dates haven't been set. It just said. They signed up for two fights sometime yeah, this the year. The location is probably going to be in the um, somewhere in the Middle East. Like the the Joshua yeah. Ruiz rematch was in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Uh, so they're looking at somewhere there because apparently those the no Saudi COVID, Arabia they no they care. Yeah. Well, not that it's not that. <laughs> they don't care. But they COVID. care. They care more about. They have limited seating. There'll be limited seating, but they care more about the publicity. Yeah. yeah, so they want like, hey, we we'll put your fight here, and then we'll get more fights. Yeah, I mean that. I mean they got what two. Or it's three all the about the money. Tallest builders in the world. Don't know, you know what I mean. It's you all about the money. Plus, they where, also, where they where you can get the biggest payout, yeah. and they, where you can get the best viewership. And they also speaking the Middle East, Saudi Arabia. They also got the 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 um the soccer, the uh, World Cup coming in a few years. In Qatar. Yeah. A few, you know, down the road. So to have this publicity. What is this? Twenty twenty one. 2024 well, is the, the next one right uh, 2024 20, 22 22 so it's, it's, it's so next, next, year. next year so all this to be the epic center for the next say 16 months is right up their alley boxing world cup so you know get that get not just that oil money get some of this entertainment money <laughs> well i mean why not you you're gonna bring it's been a while since we've had something to anticipate in the boxing world. Oh, yeah, yeah. Been, I, since I think, the, since, unfortunately, it's the wildest <laughs> year. Like. And that's sad because 
we've seen the likes of... As far as the heavyweights go. Right. It's, which has been the holy grail of boxing for mm. years yeah. was to watch the heavyweights. Now, middle and light and feather and stuff like that is, is cool, but that's the the ultimate yeah. profession in boxing for viewership has been the heavyweight. But it, it seems like having venues over there will try and, I won't say get more publicity around boxing here in America so that they don't have to go yeah. overseas. Because that's well, been lost. Oh, what I was going to say is like, people are starting to get excited about Jake Paul fighting somebody. Yes. You know, people who are not boxers but have taken it on and are trying to promote it so that just shows you where boxing has gone as to why now there's this big anticipation hopefully for this yeah. particular fight right, okay, quick question with that so do you think that with uh, how how much if on a scale of 1 to 100 how much is Floyd Mayweather tarnishing his legacy by fighting Jake Paul or he might be fighting Logan Paul his brother Little but Logan just Paul. by fighting YouTubers, not he fighting tarnished, boxers. He tarnished, he tarnished his legacy when he fought McGregor. So it don't matter no more. In my opinion, he tarnished it then. So we, if if all Mayweather fans out there want to put him on, he fought a UFC dude and got taken 10 rounds. The whole fight. The whole fight. He, his record got tarnished then in my eyes. Had he had he beat him by the third round? Knocked him out in the third round or whatever. He shouldn't it, have gone past and, three. And then everybody be like, okay, yeah. Okay. It was a it, little, it, little charity fight or whatever, you know, but he got them hands, he whatever. No, no, no. He played around and danced and hugged him and all that stuff. Right. For 10 rounds. Get out of here, man. <laughs> the fact, <laughs> Period. Yeah. Third round knockout would have been okay. You let the fans have a little bit. He didn't yeah. do a Tyson. It wasn't no, you know, 25 yeah. seconds, 19 seconds. You play but it up and whatnot. You play around yeah. around yeah. first round, second round, third round, end it and be done with it. Or fourth round. Either one. But it don't go 10. <laughs> if, even, if, even if you do that and you, you know, you don't want to mess It shouldn't around. go past one hand. Shouldn't go past, yeah. Yeah, I'm about to say, shouldn't go past, I'm about to say, shouldn't go past five. With some chain. Because, you know, you don't want to go in there and mess around and, and miss a box, miss a punch, and then get laid out because it's still boxing. It's still right. You can still eat. eat. One McGregor, punch. McGregor still got power. Don't don't get me wrong. But by the third round, you should know, you should have seen that this dude ain't got the gas to go 10 rounds. Let me go in. Yeah, because USC is what, three minutes, three, three yeah. rounds? Let me dot him up. four minutes, three rounds? I think it's three rounds, four minutes. Okay. But either, either way. Either way, by the fourth round. He should be tired. Yeah. And you should be dotting them eyes. <laughs> fifth round for sure. Somebody should have been in. If he ain't, if he don't fall because he got a chin, somebody should be like, no more. No more. No he ain't throwing no punches. <laughs> no, not us. We had to watch a whole hour and a half, and the girls weren't even cute. That walked around with the sign. <laughs> <laughs> there he go. Boy, I tell you. I, listen, if you're going to have me sitting there for an hour and a half to watch a hug fest, <laughs> at least let the in-between rounds be worth it. The, um... What are this? Not score scorecard. No, not scorecard. I can't think of that yeah. proper name. Is it scorecard, girls? Oh, oh, uh, for, for the ring, 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 ring. Is it ring card? Models. How about that? This guy. Ring. Mo- Y'all know who they talking about, right? <laughs> you know who he is. <laughs> but again, Tyson Fury signed up for two fights in the heavyweight in 2021, and once again. Marvelous Marvin Hagler, his real name, his government name now, passed away. Going to be on the, on, the, on the tombstone. Yeah, going going to call him Marvelous. I don't care what his mama name him. He's going to call him Marvelous. Um, <laughs> he legally changed, changed it. it. Yeah. He had to legally yeah. change it. 
Oh, that's his name. They weren't calling him that when he was in the ring. Um, I was about to say, oh, you mentioned the heavyweights and mm-hmm. with the, the the states here in, in the in the USA and whatnot. Right. Part of the problem is, and everybody will can agree to this. We, we haven't had. We talked about this on shows. We haven't had outside of Wilder now recently. We haven't had a African American heavyweight in years. A, you know, a household name since Lennox Lewis and, and Lennox well, Lewis. He, he's, he's British, so that kind of took away from British it. and Canadian. Can it, yeah, right. So that kind of took away from it. <laughs> yeah. And so you know, it's been since Holyfield, Holyfield and Tyson. Yeah. Yeah. Ninety ninety three. 94, and the ones that that came along like in that time, they didn't have the longevity. Yeah. Like, okay, Buster Douglas, that was one fight, which he lost. Uh, Riddick yeah. Bow, I mean, one, he, hit, one hit a quitter. Riddick Bow beat Holyfield twice. Yeah, and he was a champion, but no one really talks about him nah, because he, he self destructed. Yeah, uh, yeah I Rockman. Yep. That was See, a one, about Rock- that was a one time. That was a one time yeah, thing. Gotta, you got at least hold it for like. A couple of years. Yeah, you can't be. Three, three you to can't. Five. You can't win it in in yeah. February and losing in September. Yeah, you got three, 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 three. <laughs> like, 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 like Joshua. <laughs> like, like you know what I mean. Like you got it today, and I look up six months later. You you, you don't you don't have it no yeah. more. So three to five years if you really want to be a household name. But also too, we haven't really had a heavyweight guy. We just mentioned with all the boxing, those guys were coming out of the USA camp mm-hmm. at that time. The USA fighting, uh, they were they were pumping them out. You know what I mean. Yeah. Not only were they dominating, you know, obviously in the in the Olympics, but they were then. That, but see, back in the day, that's where you made your name. Yeah, was in the Olympics, mm-hmm. which is why again Hagler was so upset. Is because all the other guys that were great boxers went to Olympics. Well, that's the reason medals. why Tyson was so mad his first few years because he yeah. he didn't win the Olympic gold and he, he got cheated on. He beat the brace off the dude. You see them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is this your man? Yeah, yeah. So this your man? You, you know, so yeah, so you, you know, you don't have that to catapult, to, to catapult them, right? You know, into and, into into fanfare because there are so many different ways now to kind of get your name seen. So, right. Um, but we we miss him. Marvelous. Gone too. Marvel. Gone too soon. Marvelous. At sixty six. Uh, let's go, PJ. Before we go to break. Congratulations to Justin Thomas, his 14th win on the PGA Tour. He won the Players' Championship, which is the unofficial fifth major. That's one of the ones that he was, you know, missing from the trophy case. So he has a major. He has the PGA Championship. He has a World Golf Championship. And he's won a FedEx Cup. So he's completed the all four of those. Uh, of course, he wants to win more majors and make sure that he can have a his own slam of having at least each of the other trophies. But, I mean, that is a big monument to have won those four events. And he did it by shooting a, uh, what he shot, a 68 final round. Uh, what is it? Nine, he birdied. Ten, he birdied. He eagled 11. Because he went birdie, birdie, eagle, birdie. Yeah. So 11, he birdied to put him in contention. Last week, it was DeChambeau and Lee Westwood who were in the final round. And this week, it was DeChambeau and Westwood in the final round. Um, Lee Westwood finished 13 under. He was uh, even for Sunday. One back of the leader, Justin Thomas, who Lee Westwood, he birdied seven. No, uh, Justin Thomas birdied 18. He got real close to the water on 18. But, you know, he was safe. He was dry, which allowed him to 
uh, win the Players' Championship. And, of course, a lot was being made about the slur that he used uh, a few months ago. And now him winning it, which had a lot of people upset because but behind the scenes he has done a lot to overcome that but it was kind of disingenuous I'll say to make that a focal point and then immediately go to his grandfather dying you know to put a a, a sad story on it like trying to put a boat uh, trying to put a boat yeah on. like they're two totally separate things wrong is wrong yeah. don't try and bring in the sad story to make you feel better about rooting for him either you root for him or you don't no, for yeah. whatever your reason is you know but don't try and cup that into it as oh all is forgiven because you know that's up for whoever feels offended and they were to feel is forgiven yeah, well you know but that's the thing whoever's offended yeah. don't try and get past the offense if it's offended offensive to you by saying oh remember his grandfather passed and he's gonna be emotional if he wins you know that that part because <laughs> if it was something I was offended by I would feel like really this is what you're trying to do yeah like if he had said n-word and then now you want to throw in this sad story to make me feel better mm. about him that's like, coming that's, back that's how that works that's, that's how that works <laughs> I know that's how it works <laughs> that's but how that works it shouldn't be like that but you know nonetheless uh, we'll see if this was a, a great kickstart for the Masters coming up in less than a month which glad to have it back in April, even though they did a great job having it in November. Everything still looked nice, but it's just, you know, a special time of the year for the Masters in April. And also, I was looking at uh, DeChambeau. He shot a, a one under for yesterday's round, but on 16 to par five, he went over the trees every single time. And it was even to the point where Rory was trying to emulate some of that by just bombing it cutting off certain corners that he normally would and he credited DeChambeau for that. DeChambeau was you know, gracious enough to say, you know, I thank you, I, you know, I appreciate the the emulation or yeah. the thought because it could be a new way of playing certain courses. But how long can they, how long can these guys do that though? You That's gotta do the, it while you're young. Yeah, I'm about to say, <laughs> you, you get to a certain age, you're not, you're not swinging the hips that, that, right. with that type of velocity. And that speed, and yeah. Roy was, that's one of the things he was saying, he was working on his swing speed to build up so that he could hit it further, longer, and then you have a short iron or whatever. But does it take away, I mean, you play golf more than I, way more than I do. Take does, off on accuracy? Does, well, accuracy, I, I yeah. but does it take away from your short game because you don't spend all this energy now when it's time to get there and start playing the, you know, the mid-range the mid game. I would call it the, you know, right. the, your, irons. your irons and whatnot. Yes and no. Because, you because you're so working up to, your swing speed so much that you'll just have to take less of a club. If you okay, were, okay, okay. let's say you hit your seven iron, 150 yards, but you're working on your swing speed and everything. Now you'll take a nine iron instead. Okay, okay. And with the same shot and the same swing. Okay, okay, okay. But right. yeah, swinging your driver is different to an extent of swinging your regular clubs. Okay. So, but I mean, hey, that's what you get paid millions of dollars to do. Yeah, 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 I just, that. you know, I just. But yeah, swing speed, you know. You get but more again, distance. If, if he's getting it distance, but he still winds up having to do a two putt, and you, but you, you know, drive what I mean? for show, putt for dough. Exactly. That's so always going to be the case. <laughs> so I, you know, That's until always the until case. I guess until he starts proving that by him taking well, off. Well, he's these, won. Okay. This this year, uh, he well been in contention in the final round the last two weekends. Won last weekend, so it's, okay. Some of it is paying it's off. Paying off. And okay. 
we'll have to see if they change some of the courses, i.e. when they did Tiger like that. Mm-hmm. Are you going to start lengthening par fours or par fives? Yeah. Are, they're not going to be 500. Yeah, they're going to be 600 think, now. I didn't even think if, if, he can, if he can cut off a whole shot on a par five, then he should be able to cut off a whole shot on a par four. Yeah, he should be taking a wedge in. Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, on a couple of them, he, he did have wedges uh, into you okay. know, his okay. second shot. But still got to make the putt. Yep. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be discussing baseball on the HBCU level. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is 1100 AM. Be right back. Hello, this is DNA Sports Talk. This is Donna D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Make sure you follow DNA Sports Talk on Twitter. DNA Sports Talk on Instagram. DNA Sports Talk on Facebook. DNA Sports Talk on Snapchat. Reach us directly. DNA Sports Talk at Gmail. Our website. www.dnasportstalk.com. Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best Nolan style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun-style food, specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, they have several TVs and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta, 3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life. Join me for a minute. I want you to hear something. Sports talk it is. Welcome! You're listening to the Sports Shock Show, and I'm the Sports Shock Wayne Candy. The three-point conversion sports lounge. And I'm your host, Mr. Controversy. Hello and welcome to DNA Sports. I'll just down to D and DNA. What's going on? This is Ace of the A and DNA. Why bring the facts about sports? It's Sports Round Table. I am your humble host, H.O. Download the Real 1100 app from your Google Play or Apple App Store today. Kids follow your lead. Help them stay healthy. Wash your hands. Don't touch your eyes, nose, or mouth. And cover coughs and sneezes. Clean and disinfect the objects you touch often, like your phone, the remote, and doorknobs. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. And if you're the one who's sick, stay home. This station is part of the Beasley Best Community of Caring, and we care about your family. For more info, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. And now, back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWE 1100 AM. Hello, welcome back to DNA Sports Talk. We bring the facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. 404-603-8770 is the number to dial in. Also live on Twitch. With us on the telephone right now. Are you there, G? Okay. We got Mr. Prentice Hill of BCSG 360. How are you doing today? Doing pretty good. And yourself? Doing good. Doing good. So, please, tell us, what is BCSG 360? BCSG 360 is a nonprofit organization uh, with the mission of connecting urban youth with historically black colleges and universities. And we do that by hosting black college sporting events and using them as college and career readiness programs. So we've been doing that about 
six years now, and uh, we're very excited about our bright future. Excellent. What made you get started with uh, this type of college game and outreach program? Uh, well, it started back, I uh, did an internship um, Chicago State University in their athletics department. And uh, being a uh, PBI or predominantly black institution, while in that internship, I was able to see firsthand uh, the opportunities uh, that not only PBIs, but HBCUs have uh, with regards to sporting events in a market like Chicago that has a, a wealth of students um, to be recruited to HBCUs. And so I thought what better opportunity to recruit students than to use uh, black college sporting events as a tool. Okay, excellent. Now, did you play sports growing up? I did. I played little league, of course, all the way up through high school. Uh, attempted to walk on in college on uh, football, but uh, between my academics and uh, being a neophyte in my fraternity, Alpha Phi Fraternity Incorporated, uh, just could not find the time to continue on with spring football, and so I had to let one of them go. And so I regretfully chose letting go uh, playing college football. Okay, so you didn't give us a story about your knee blew out and you rehabbed and it wasn't going to work, huh? No, nah, I didn't have any of those problems. It's more or less time management. You know, at the end of the day, it's about graduating. And so uh, at that rate, I was doing, uh, doing uh, the fraternity, doing academics, and, uh, you know, at a school like Tennessee State University where I went to undergrad, uh, their football program was quite demanding. Uh, we had a very good football program during that time on the LC Cole, a lot of great players. And so uh, wasn't able to burn both uh, ends of the candle uh, in that regard. <laughs> it looked like you made the right decision. Now I understand you are from Birmingham, Alabama. Yes, I am. Born and raised. Um, went to Age Parker High School. Okay. Okay, so it's only one question. Who you pull for? Who do I pull for in, yeah. in Alabama? Yes. <laughs> I pull for Tennessee State University. Oh, okay. Good answer. As long as you, long as you didn't say RT, we okay. All right. <laughs> now, uh, we always kid people who are from Alabama as to what side do you pull for. It's either orange and blue or that ugly color red. So, uh, so, so I, 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 give, I give you a story uh, for the sake of entertainment. <laughs> Please do. Uh, and so I actually grew up uh, cheering for the, the red and white team. Oh. Um, and at the time, uh, there was a quarterback. By the time I got to college, by the name of Andrew Zao, that was playing for the red and white team. And so did not like his uh, – his matriculation through the program, and at the time, uh, the orange and blue team actually had a, a quarterback by the name of Damian Craig, yeah. and I kind of, you know, was drawn to the, the black quarterback at that time. And so, since then, I've been in, in that game on an annual basis. I, I tend to cheer for the uh, blue and orange team as opposed to the uh, red and white team. Very good, very good. No, we, we're just messing around. But – I, I, it seems like what the foundation that you had coming into sports really propelled you going forward. Uh, what are some of the experiences that you've had that really solidified you making that decision and the correct decision? Uh, great question. 
interesting that you would say that because uh, as you referenced uh, the, the, the great rivalry in the state of Alabama between those two teams that I just talked about, uh, just seeing how their athletic programs um, have thrived over the years. Uh, growing up in Birmingham, Alabama, that game used to be played in Birmingham, right. uh, Alabama, then it moved to their respective campuses. Uh, and we also have another big game in the state of Alabama that I want to definitely uh, give recognition to the uh, Magic City Classic that features yep. Alabama State University and Alabama A&M University. I can call their names. You they're got they're it. <laughs> and so, but uh, seeing how, you know, uh, those uh, programs have thrived over the years, I said, why not? Why can't HBCUs uh, realize some of that same uh, success and some of the uh, opportunities that come along with creating um, a brand around black college sports, uh, whether it be football, basketball, or baseball. Um, you know, we, we, we look at opportunities. We, we, we figure that, hey, black college is a brand of sports, and, and if marketed and, and packaged properly, uh, it can be consumed by the masses and, and have the same success, uh, you know, that the other uh, Power 5 schools uh, experience. Excellent. So the I think next weekend is the one in Jacksonville, if I'm correct. Correct. Actually, uh, March 22nd is the Jacks Diamond Classic. Uh, we're very excited about that event. Have a great partnership with uh, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, uh, the great front office uh, with the franchise there. Uh, General Manager Harold Croft uh, ushered us in. Uh, to, to definitely lay the foundation of a great event, and we're very excited about hosting uh, Edward Waters College that is local there to Jacksonville, and then just right up the road uh, in uh, Savannah, Savannah State, uh, we'll uh, write the first chapter uh, in the Jacks Diamond Classic. So we're very excited about this event and the uh, future for this event. Okay, excellent. And then immediately following that, you'll be out in Frisco, Texas. Absolutely. So I'll come home uh, for a day or two, and I'll shoot right back out to uh, Dallas, Texas, where we have a, uh, a doubleheader weekend of black college baseball, SWAC baseball to be exact. Uh, in, the, in the State Fair Diamond Classic, we have uh, Grambling State versus Prairie View A&M. Um, and in the Lone Star Diamond Classic, we have Southern University versus uh, University of Arkansas Pine Bluff. And uh, both us, Series will be played at Dr. Pepper Ballpark. Here again, we have another great partnership with the Frisco Rough Riders uh, in the DFW market, north of Dallas, one of the north suburbs of Dallas. And so uh, we're just so excited about hosting black college baseball in state-of-the-art minor league facilities um, and the opportunity that it presents. And so we're definitely, definitely excited about, you know, hosting more of these events across the country. We actually had about 20 uh, for this spring, but due to the uh, pandemic limiting uh, minor league baseball and major league baseball from finalizing their schedules, we significantly cut back. So uh, we actually have uh, events um, uh, coming up in Nashville that we added to the slate, uh, the Music City Diamond Classic, another partnership with the Nashville Sound, um, and that's coming up April 17th and 18th. And uh, we have a couple more events that we're going to close out the year with, but I have to keep uh, my hat on those two events. But uh, we're looking at uh, some great events coming out to close out the season that we'd love to come back to your show and talk more about. Oh, definitely. We'd love to have you back. 
how has it been trying to secure and get these venues outside of just the pandemic? Oh, another great question. So it hasn't been easy. Um, I, I will I will express my first event was back in 2015 um, in my home city, Birmingham, Alabama. And uh, we've always envisioned these events being played, black college baseball being played in uh, state-of-the-art minor league facilities. It's just been our experience, whether it's basketball, football, or baseball, playing in uh, such facilities definitely uh, heightens the uh, experience for fans uh, when you're playing in these state-of-the-art facilities that have all the audio, video amenities that you could ask for. Because typically, even your nicer ballparks on black college campuses uh, don't have these amenities. And so uh, we all know that college sports is about, you know, enhancement of the uh, in-game experience for the fans. And so uh, in Birmingham, our first year, uh, we were fortunate to host the event, but we did not host it at the uh, ballpark, new ballpark downtown. Instead, we hosted the event at Brickwood uh, Field, which is the historic ballpark. So it had a sense of nostalgia about it, a lot of uh, Negro League players came through that ballpark. A lot of great baseball has been played there. A lot of history made. And so we were excited and fortunate to launch, uh, which this is our 50th anniversary of that event. Uh, we actually started back in 2015 with the Magic City Diamond Classic at Ripwood Field and uh, was able to grow that event um, over, over a few years. And it helped us grow some events in some other parts like Gary, Indiana, uh, which uh, we hosted the uh, the Steel City Diamond Classic, which featured Jackson State and uh, Chicago State. And uh, we've been putting these events together ever since. So we're very excited about the opportunity that has been presented. Uh, but, yeah, hosting uh, events in these uh, ballparks hasn't been easy. Some relationships are a little bit better than others. Uh, but at the same time, we, we try to create opportunities for not only our HBCU baseball programs, but uh, we also uh, subscribe to the idea that Major League Baseball has of growing uh, baseball, the game of baseball, in urban communities. And so we tied that in with the opportunity of not only uh, providing introduction and instruction to the game of baseball, but also adding the college and career readiness component helping students at early ages uh, all the way up to high school understand that uh, uh, the opportunity to obtain higher education is, is, is realistic, and uh, we definitely want uh, them to, to take advantage of those opportunities and the exposure that we provide through the event. Well, we definitely appreciate the job that you're doing because it does seem like as far as blacks are concerned, that is the one professional sport that lacks Visibility has declined and significantly declined. Uh, I, I want to ask you, is, did you choose baseball to start classics to kind of bring to kind of, I won't say rival, but uh, emulate the, as you mentioned, the Magic City Classics or the Circus City Classics? So, yeah, we actually, our first event, Black College Sporting event, was a basketball classic. Being based out of Chicago, uh, we felt like um, basketball would go over well in the market. And so our first classic was the Windy City Hardwood Classic, which featured four HBCUs um, in that event. 
And so that following spring, after we did our first basketball exam, we said, hey, why not do a baseball class? And a lot of people looked at me like, black college baseball, no one would would, would ever go and, and spend money to – to, to take a look at black college baseball and, you know, because I was confident in the black college brand um, and understood the dynamics associated with it. Uh, you, any sports, sporting events are about, um, you know, creating an in-game experience that people uh, feel great about having participated in. And, and definitely after that, they would want to come back and, and see it again. So, even in Rickwood Ballpark, like I say, the historic significance of that ballpark lent itself to that rivalry. You know, especially when you have a nice regional rivalry. Um, and Alabama State and Alabama A&M definitely are one of the best rivalries in uh, not just black college football, but in, 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 in college football or uh, college sports in general. And so as a result, uh, we said, hey, let's give it a shot. And uh, sure enough, uh, the fans took to it. Um, and our last event that we hosted in Birmingham, uh, we did get a chance to host it at the new ballpark uh, in, in downtown Birmingham. We had well over 2,000 fans uh, with three days to promote the event. So, uh, unfortunately, we haven't had the opportunity to host that event in Birmingham, but uh, we're, we're hopeful that one day an opportunity will present itself for us to go, get back to Birmingham. But in the meantime, we're going to show love to Jacksonville. We're going to show love. Uh, to, to Frisco, Texas, and the DFW market. We're going to show love to Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, many other uh, markets across the country. Uh, Black college baseball is here to stay, uh, and, and it's going to grow in a big way. We're confident about that. So, I mean, you, you got perfect markets to go to. Nashville's a great market and a good, a great you know, mid, mid-city that's trying to grow as well. Jacksonville is another city, you know, one of those mid-tier cities that you know they have the weather all year round down there. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure about uh, that Texas area. I'm not quite sure about there, but anything there between Houston and Dallas should be fine as well. Um, but I was going to mention to you about people being surprised about baseball, and I'm sitting here thinking I like one of my first games that I ever went to to watch live. Period was uh, was baseball on two different levels. I'm from a uh, South Carolina, Charleston. So my mom used to work at work for the Charleston Royals, which was a uh, you know minor league team. But then in my neighborhood, we had um, we had uh, you know I don't even call them semi pro, but we had guys in the neighborhood that had their own teams. Then we would play at one of the middle school um, uh, baseball fields and would play you know once a month. Everybody would get together. So I mean like. One of my first experiences as far as seeing live sports was baseball, you know, um, and now to kind of see where the the move is for, you know, young guys who want to get into into sports and whatnot, they either wind up at football or, you know, track and field or whatever. So, you know, I guess my question I'm getting into what 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 things are you all doing to kind of outside of, you know, putting together these. Um, these uh, classic events and whatnot. What are you kind of doing at the, if anything, at now at the younger level to get you know kids involved in baseball within within the community as a whole? Good question. So yes, so essentially, um, Major League Baseball has a developmental program and an entire 
mission centered around not only developing uh, baseball in communities, but developing softball as well. Uh, and so uh, the RBI program is one of the uh, bright stars of Major League Baseball. And so from one market to the next, uh, there are RBI local RBI programs. And so our goal and objective is to, as we identify markets to host uh, HBCU uh, Diamond Classics, uh, is to identify markets, uh, particularly that have RBI programs, and then create a connection between uh, the HBCU baseball program uh, and create satellite opportunities uh, in that community. Uh, whether it be a community like Nashville or a community like uh, uh, Jackson, ten- uh, Tennessee, which is home to Lane College. Okay. Um, and so, uh, you know, you can create various programs, and it doesn't always have to be a big market in order to create opportunities for developmental programs. Uh, you can definitely create satellite programs and allow the baseball program to further uh, connect with the community. And so we, we, we're definitely looking at those opportunities and working with minor league baseball as well as major league baseball to see how we can collaborate uh, in order to continue to grow the game. They've laid a, a great foundation and doing a great work uh, through the RBI programs, and, and we would love to have the opportunity to sit down with them uh, at some point in the very near future and talk about how they see uh, the HBCU Diamond Classic being an opportunity to uh, collaborate and, and further grow the game uh, in urban communities. Excellent. Uh, could you elaborate also on the education part? You spoke about uh, that part. Is that uh, an, an outreach? Is that also like job opportunities and stuff? So, yes. Yeah, so as we go from one market to the next, we're connecting with uh, corporate partners, of course, for sponsorship of the event. And so uh, in doing so, uh, we're finding out the various opportunities at these um, these corporate partners uh, and, their, and their places of business as far as internships, uh, jobs, uh, you name it, the opportunities abound, whether it's scholarship opportunities, um, we, we, we're finding out these, 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 these situations that they have to offer urban youth. And so as we go into these markets with the events, we host uh, what we call the HBCU Experience, which is an HBCU college admissions and scholarship fair, as opposed to a co- uh, college fair, which uh, the focus of that is to provide information um, as opposed to providing on-site admissions, and on-site scholarship opportunities. And so we like to host our events uh, with the intent of, you know, getting students where they're trying to go is essentially to an HBCU if they're coming to an HBCU fair. And so uh, the schools that we work with provide on-site admissions and connect students with internal institutional scholarship opportunities and oftentimes it's not full scholarships um students that have high gpas and uh demonstrate the uh merit uh, deserving of full scholarships definitely are, are offered full scholarships at the event um, that's at the discretion of the admission representatives from the schools uh but a lot of schools have resources to students that meet the minimum requirements 
And so um, being out here on an island trying to uh, identify and navigate through the process of admissions uh, with an HBCU, because it's not easy. Um, the process has changed since since I was in undergrad back, well, going to uh, Tennessee State back in 1995, uh, which seems many moons ago. But uh, the process changes on a consistent basis. And so uh, if you have inner-city youth, uh, who may not come from or might be first-generation um, college students, uh, that process can be very daunting. Um, and we don't want students to feel like they are, don't have the resources or the opportunity. We want to make that process as streamlined as possible uh, so that they can, you know, get an opportunity, meet minimum requirements, we'll get you into an HBCU, um, and then oftentimes get you a few thousand dollars to help, you know, uh, springboard you um, into that opportunity and connect you with other resources. Um, the HBCU uh, job fair that we have, we call it the Culture Connect. Uh, and so at this day and age, uh, especially as we continue to uh, fight for social justice, uh, more and more corporations are uh, understanding the value uh, of diversity um, and maximizing uh talent through diversity and so because of that uh more and more corporate partners are going to hbcu seeking out talent um and uh recruiting more and more from those institutions and so we want to be a part of that uh we feel like the opportunity to create and and build generational wealth is being able to get an education on somebody else's dime graduate with little to no debt uh get more education doing the same thing um, become gainfully employed, uh, and start managing and investing the monies uh, accordingly uh, to build wealth. And so uh, we, 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 we do that through these events. We promote go where the money is, not necessarily where you feel like it's the best experience from an HBCU standpoint. Uh, the, the opportunity for you to uh, go to school on someone else's dime will prove to be invaluable in the long run. So that's how we kind of approach it. Excellent. Let me, uh, one final question before we uh, let you go. A lot, is, a lot has been made about uh, different athletes who are black and who are, if you look at football, they're five stars. Uh, baseball, they can immediately go to AAA. Have you seen an uptake in more kids deciding to go to HBCUs as opposed to, you know, your D1s, your... Uh, Vanderbilt, I think, has recently won a, a championship in LSU and uh, Florida, Florida State, those type of schools. But, yeah, I don't think it's um, – I would have to look at the data uh, to, to, to answer that question accurately. In my opinion, based upon what I know to be the situation um, and, and the experiences that I've had with HBCU sports, like I say, being at Tennessee State, when I was there back in 95 through 2001, uh, we probably had just as good of a football team as uh, the University of Tennessee. Uh, one year we put, I think it was 11 players uh, on NFL teams, either through the NFL draft or free agency. Uh, and so uh, as you become more and more engaged in this social media age that we're in, if a four-star goes to an HBCU, it's going to be news and it's going to trend and a lot of people, and that's good for HBCUs. 
uh, because that's free marketing and promotions. Uh, but at the end of the day, I, be, I believe in building things the right way. Uh, and that might take time. You can't cheat your way uh, to success. It's not sustainable. Um, and so basically, if you're going to recruit four stars, there's two ways you can do it. You can recruit four stars uh, straight out of high school, and typically that, you know, is an uphill battle against Power 5 schools because you just don't have the resources. Uh, just talking with a good friend of mine uh, just the other day, Grady Brown, who is the new secondary coach with the Pittsburgh Steelers, played at Alabama A&M. He and I had a great conversation about, you know, the talent level uh, or the disparity between the two at HBCUs uh, and the resources that are offered at HBCUs. And so when you start talking about trying to recruit a four or five star out of uh, high, straight out of high school, that's an uphill challenge. Now, what does happen because the way talent works is that you can't possibly determine today what a player is going to be two, three, four, five years down the road, right? And so there's talent that, you know, slips through the cracks of the power fives or goes to a power five. It doesn't work out. Um, and they find themselves, you know, at an HBCU. Well, developing that talent, being able to mine that type of talent, surround um, that talent with good enough talent to be role players or supporting cast uh, will allow a program to grow and develop and thrive. Some coaches in black college baseball, black college baseball, uh, basketball and football have figured out how to do that on a consistent basis. We have some good coaches. Uh, part of a good program is being able to have a a, a, a coach that is there for a, a, a period of time. You know, a lot of times, you know, coaches are successful. We can't pay them at HBCUs, and so they go on to either group of five schools, mid-major schools, or they, they go on to opportunities as uh, assistant coaches or coordinators at, at Power 5 programs because the money is just better. Um, and so until we, you know, I oftentimes look at the way we go about athletics, is we're always looking for a fish until we learn how to fish. Um, and uh, we're able, and I'm not talking about just with a, 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 a pole and, and some bait. Like, you need the boat. You need to know how to water you, roll. You, 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 you need, you need a boat. Coming, you need coming, e everything. Coming. Now, that's fishing. You know, like, like they're uh, like uh, – uh, Bubblegum shrimp, you know, when they went out on that boat, they cast a big old net. They went fishing with a rod. So we have to learn how to to cast nets um, in order to fish as opposed to, you know, going into various situations and requesting opportunities. We, we need to create our own opportunities. And I can tell you that, uh, like I say, I would love the opportunity to come back, uh, yes. the events that we have to close out uh, this baseball season, uh, is, 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 is in line with that philosophy, creating our own opportunities. Um, and we definitely have some more projects that we're working on in other sports that, that would do just the same. But I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, and like I say, you know, together uh, we can definitely build uh, an opportunity for our HBCUs by what you guys are doing is talking about HBCU sports. Uh, would definitely lend itself and just continue to grow it. Um, and everything would take care of itself. Thank you for all your hard work, especially because you're the one on the ground. Uh, so once again, real quickly, if you could please let everyone know your upcoming events and also how they can uh, reach you or um, learn more about 
the classes that you have coming up. Absolutely, absolutely. So on March 22nd down in Jacksonville, Florida, we have the Jacks Diamond Classic at 121 Financial Ballpark in partnership with the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. That event will feature Savannah State versus Edward Waters. For ticket information, uh, go to the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp website. Uh, you can get more information about that event and the tickets. On March 26, 27, and 28th, we have two baseball classics down in Frisco, Texas, uh, just north of Dallas, in the north suburbs of Dallas. Uh, the State Fair Diamond Classic, uh, which will be played at Dr. Pepper Ballpark, uh, will feature Gremlin State uh, and Prairie View A&M, three-game series, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, as well as uh, Southern University versus University of Arkansas Pine Bluff. Uh, also will be played at Dr. Pepper Ballpark in partnership with the Frisco Rough Riders. Ticket information is definitely available on their website as well. Just go to uh, Frisco Rough Riders and uh, you'll get ticket information on that event. And our last regular season event uh, will take place in Nashville, Tennessee at First Horizon uh, Field uh, featuring... Lane College versus Tuskegee University, uh, April 17th and 18th. So we're very excited about the uh, three markets that we'll be hosting these four events in. Um, like I said, we'll love to come back and talk about uh, our events that we have to close out the season um, and that will create more opportunities for black college baseball and uh, put us in a position to whereby we kind of control uh, our, our destiny as it relates to our brand of, of, of black college baseball. Excellent. Thank you again, Mr. Prentice Hill. We appreciate you. All right. Thank you so much. Look forward to coming back. All yes, right. Sir. Talk thank to you, you later. Thank All you. Right. Once again, Mr. Prentice Hill, founder of BCSG 360. Uh, go to bcsg360.org. It'll have all the information that he just related about the upcoming classics as well as how to support uh, the movement that they're doing. We're going to take a break. We come back. We got some March Madness to discuss. This is DNA Sports Talk, 1100 AM. Be right back. You are tuned into WWE AM 1100. The opinions expressed during the sponsored programs on this station are strictly those of the program hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of Beasley Broadcast Group, this station, its staff, other advertisers, or agencies. Jackie Robinson, when you hear that name, you automatically think of strength and courage. You think of someone who broke down barriers. It's time to add another name to those qualities. Cicero Murphy. Caroline from New York, he is the only black American world title winner and Hall of Fame inductee into the Professional Billets Hall of Fame. Did he endure the same treatment as Robinson? What motivated him to get to the top of a Caucasian-dominated sport and stay there? Pick up a copy of the book, Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy. It is beautifully written by his grandson, Tyreek Murphy, recounting what made his grandfather a historic man. You can go to Amazon and get a copy of the book for your Kindle or in paperback form. Make sure you go and read about the billiards Jackie Robinson, Big City Nights, the biography of Cicero Murphy. Hey, 
I'm Murfinetti. You can say Murfinetti Collection is the newest, comfortable, luxurious, and trendy exclusive fashion line that fits its diverse clientele. From the music industry, to the sports world, to the judicial system, to the political world, <laughs> to the average everyday professional, Murfinetti Collection is the new way of life. www.murfinettifashions.mybigcommerce.com Once again, you can shop Murfinetti Collections at murfinettifashions.mybigcommerce.com Have you been looking for a radio station that gives you sports? I don't believe it! It's a touchdown! Entertainment? Are you not entertained? And other special interest talk shows? Well, isn't that special? All on one app? Yo, that's dope. What app is that? It's the real 1100 AM app for WWE. Grab it for free in your Google Play or Apple App Store today. DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWWE 1100 AM. Hello, welcome back to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. What's going on? This is Asa the A and DNA. Bring the facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. 4460387. 70 is that number to call in. 4460387. Get your brackets. Uh, before they're busted, because we're going to give you some helpful hints with our uh, family in the building. Deshaun, Tate, how you feeling? Man, I'm outstanding. How y'all brothers doing, man? Listen, ain't nothing better. I know how much y'all love football and all that. Y'all keep talking about it. Listen, ain't nothing better than this. <laughs> we just witnessed Selection Sunday, okay? And, and, and a lot of them guys, this is their opportunities to get drafted. This is their draft. This is the closest thing that they ever going to get to get drafted. The most unpredictable three weeks in all of sports. It's the best. It's the biggest money maker out there. I mean, you name it. It brings everybody of all walks of life and colors and ethnicities together for the sake of an office pool. And I, 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 I'm ready to talk some brackets. So this year you are going to be much more needed than other years. <laughs> because, unfortunately, we that, haven't seen some people play. Well, I, I'm gonna say from my standpoint, and just me talking, you know, talking out and about, and talking to a lot of people. Unlike the NBA, college needs needs fans. You like, you need to have the student bodies there, you know, going crazy. Well, I mean, Carolina beat Duke twice this year, I, so I, so it don't matter about but, fans. But, but unfortunately, <laughs> nobody's seen it. <laughs> I saw it both times. <laughs> but, I, I mean, and, I, and I'm not saying, and I agree with you 100%, like this time of the year is probably March is like one of the, because you got the, you know, March Madness, but then it's you also got industry. baseball about to kick in. You know, you got NFL draft. Can, I correct, can, can, I, can I correct you real quick? Correct them. Yeah. You got March Madness, right? Right? Uh-huh. right. Yeah, yeah, right. And then you got everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to him, bro. <laughs> but yeah, but, I, but I, I, I need your, I need your help this year more. Like I said, more so. You need it this year more so than any, 
any any time. Obviously, we didn't have a March Madness last year because of because of COVID, and I just think you know going into this year, a lot of eyes weren't on NCAA basketball like it should have been. So there's a lot of stuff going on. You got Gonzaga, you got Gonzaga undefeated. You got Duke not in the not in the Say it tournament. Again. Duke, where's you Duke? Know, I, I've been looking know. at my bracket for the last twenty four hours. I still ain't found so, him yet. So 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 help 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 us out. Help us out. I don't want to be out All here right. doing what. So the let's start do. off. So the number one seeds are Gonzaga, Michigan, Baylor, and Illinois. Um, is that okay with you? All the number one seeds. Should Alabama have been a number one seed? Nah, I'm good with the way that it was. Listen, okay. Illinois not only played in the best, the most competitive, and the most physical conference in the country, but they also won the conference tournament. Mm -hmm. If they didn't win, I think that we can have a conversation about Alabama at that point because they won their conference regular season and tournament. But in that case, I mean, I'm not sure that they have looked as impressive as maybe Illinois has versus teams that hasn't been as competitive or or, or impressive games I don't even think it matches up, and I'm okay with it. And guess what? Maybe this is a – I'm going to give you all sorts of little tips. This is going to be the first one. Since we talking about Gonzaga and this and this. We call this a free space on the bingo card. Okay, okay. All right. So, okay, check this out. So, the last time that there was no Duke nor a Kentucky, both of them, in the same tournament during the same year was 1976 when a team – the last team that did it, Indiana Hoosiers – went unbeaten all the way to win the national championship. Oh, wow. Ironically enough, this year, no Duke, no Kentucky, and there is a team that is undefeated mm. that's trying to make their way to go all the way to the national championship. Okay, so I put Gonzaga just from the West, just put them in Indianapolis in the I championship. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't tell you to put it out. <laughs> in other words, okay. when your bragging ain't right, don't call don't him. Don't call him. <laughs> <laughs> Translation. Okay. Translation. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there any um, sleeper picks that you like in here? Uh, you know, we normally look at 12 fives, you know, but is there any particular team that you like? Uh, that's a team to watch for. There's always one every year that is a low major, mid major, and they always pop up out the page before any of the other ones. And I saw it when it happened early in Selection Sunday yesterday. It was the 13th West region against the Ohio Bobcats. Mm. Now, I'm not telling you that this guy is Stephen Curry. I'm not telling you that this team is going to achieve all the same things that Davidson did. But if there is a team that's going to put together a similar run the way Davidson did and a player that performed similar the way Stephen Curry did at that time. It is the Ohio Bobcats with a young kid named Jason Preston. Check him out. I got them in my bracket all the way to the 316. I knew it right off the rip. By the way, the last time a 13 seed went all the way to the Sweet 16 was a few years ago. And guess what? What's that? It was Ohio Bobcats. Ohio Bobcats. Same team. Hmm. Okay. Oh, I know. I always like the thirteen four and the twelve five because you always those mid majors are actually champions. They're champions. They're usually. champions, and then that that four or five spot is a team that probably 
might have been on the on the bubble, right. third or you know third or fourth in that big conference anyway. So I like to have a champion against a, against that that uh, odds. How, how do you like Gonzaga in the West? Did they give them any competition overall in that uh, Western side? I don't think so. Check this out. So they got a two seed at the bottom of their region in Iowa. Right. They've got a three seed at, uh, in the region as well in Kansas. And they've got a four seed in their region we just talked about, technically the defending national champions, being Virginia. All three of those teams, we always rag on Gonzaga about playing in a weak conference, West Coast Conference. They don't play nobody. They beefed up their non-conference schedule earlier this year, and they played all three of those teams and beat them like a Bob Ross paintbrush, boy. <laughs> okay. So that, beat the that brakes bo- off of them. That bo- well, the now, you already said Virginia ain't going to be there, but so – if they was to if they were to manage to wind up facing one of those teams again, you 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 still have them being favored. I can't go against Gonzaga right now. Okay, I, just, I, 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 I can't do it. Before I got a quick question for you. Four, it's okay. going to be too hard considering. Okay. Go ahead, G. Go ahead, Greg. So in that same, I'm 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 getting to a look at the bracket for the first time right now. Um, what do you think of like Kansas in that bracket possibly making a run to the Elite Eight and facing a Gonzaga possibly? Do they have a chance, or do you think he even get that far? I'm curious to know what G been doing just now looking at the bracket. Hey, yesterday was my birthday, man. I was celebrating. G is my boy. G is my boy. G is my boy. So, no, peep game. Um. I think that there's a possibility. Of course, anytime you've got the program prestige plus the players of like a Kansas, this isn't a regular Kansas team either. Mm-hmm. Like Kansas has been struggling. At one point in time, we were talking about the Blue Bloods, Duke, Carolina, Kansas, yeah, yeah. Kentucky, all of these I'm teams, UCLA, Michigan State, Indiana. None of them were ranked in the top 25. I don't even know the last time that that's happened, but Kansas found a way. They put some defense with their offense, got back into it. But guess what? Here is, here's the X factor. David McCormick is the reason why Kansas did not play in their conference tournament. And much like Virginia, North Carolina, A&T, and a couple others, did not play in the conference tournament and had to forfeit their game. He is, David McCormick is primarily the sole alone big guy on that team that they might be missing for the NCAA tournament if he doesn't make the trip. So now we're talking about a depleted front court a depleted front court for the Kansas Jayhawks potentially, and that's not going to help their chances by any stretch of the imagination so, against so, a team that hasn't even walk, lost any games yet, nor uh, 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 the overall number one seed. So can, can I can I get another fourteen three upset there? Absolutely, mm. that's what I'm here for. I didn't come <laughs> here just for no reason. <laughs> uh, you mentioned people. Matter, not of, fact, be- matter of fact, because you my boy, because you my boy. <laughs> Because you're my boy, I'm going to give you two of them, two potentials. What oh. they call it, two and a possible? Two and a possible. Two and a possible. I'm going to give you two potentials, okay? One of them sounds like the school is, is, is named after a, a, a brand of toothpaste. That's mm. a hint for you. Colgate. 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 <laughs> That's one of them. The other, one, I, the, the, the other one, I, I'm going to tell you how confident I felt in this team. Here's the problem. Here's the problem I'm still kind of having, okay? Texas, I felt like going into, before I even see what any of the picks look like, mm-hmm. I said, okay, you got Baylor, you got Gonzaga, and you got Michigan. All three teams look like primarily the, 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 the best teams that was the most consistent and persistent all year, all year long, right? 
So I said, if there's a dark horse out there and one of those three teams don't win it, who's going to be that team? And I felt like that team was Texas. They got the wings. They got a three-guard set, all of them experienced. They got bigs, athleticism, their discipline. They got a coach in Shaka Smart that's been to this thing before. But in that same breath, I've been making money on Abilene Christian all year mm. long. Mm. All year long. And that's also a Texas school. Well, God Nobody's going to give those guys a shot. <laughs> mm. Now, I can't promise you that I'm going to put Abilene Christian on my bracket the same way that I've been feeling like I would all season. But I am going to take them when it comes down to me putting my hand deep down in my wallet. Yeah. I know that that spread is going to be unbelievable. Yeah, and I love Abilene Christian this year. Okay. okay. All, All right. right. Let's stay in the East. Uh, Michigan is the one seed. How much will Michigan miss Livers? I think that's his name. I think they're going to miss him a lot. Mm. I do. I think they're going to miss him a lot. But their games are winnable. I think the bigger problem that they're going to have, even if they had Livers, was in the event just assuming the people who advance that we assume will advance will advance. I think they were going to have a problem with Florida State either way. Mm. I'm under the assumption, me personally, that that on my bracket, which I'm still trying to decide going to the Final Four, is if that's going to be Texas or if that's going to be Florida State. I'm ah. confident in one of those two teams making a run all the way to the Final Four. And the reason why I say that about Florida State is, listen, this, Leonard Hamilton has done just as good of a job as anybody around the country for the last handful of, year, of years or so to, to, to putting guys in the league, mm-hmm. to winning games, winning conference championships just and so forth. They're, at, listen, they're athletic. They are experienced. They got a good coach. All of these are things that you're going to need in order to have a successful bracket down the stretch and win a national championship or to go to the Final Four. They've been knocking on that Final Four door. Just keep on getting stopped at the Sweet 16. Keep on getting stopped at the Elite Eight. Eventually, teams kick that door down. We saw the same thing out of Villanova before 2016 even happened. Then they followed it up in 2018 with another one. Eventually, those type of teams kick the door down. I think it's going to be either them or Texas to do it. I just still haven't figured it out yet. So I, so I have a question. So you kind of talked about because you mentioned some of the blue blood schools, and so now you know obviously Big Ten has been the best top to bottom. Um, but outside of the Big Ten, which is a conference that you're going to see that's going to do well in the tournament this year, or, or, or Big this, Twelve, or this the Big, Big 12? Twelve? Okay, Big Twelve, Big Twelve. They got a lot of teams in it. They got some good teams in it. I mean, everybody's going to talk about Baylor at the top, and I understand why because they've been good all season. Now they have had a couple hiccups down the stretch on the tail end of the season, going to conference tournament and so forth. But nonetheless, even then, they've still looked really, really good. Now, here's the caveat to that. They win that game. I don't know between that eight and nine seed, Wisconsin or North Carolina. North Carolina could give you fit because North Carolina is not just North Carolina, but North Carolina is so big up front. They got about three or four, maybe close to even five guys that they can throw at you. And Baylor's not particularly a big team. They're really based on their strength being the guard play. Now, here's the thing about that. They've got guards that play much bigger. they got 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", guards that plays like this 6'7", 6'8", and 6'9". So that might be the difference maker there. Uh, I'm just kind of curious to see exactly how that's going to pan out. But that's just assuming Carolina's going to get past Wisconsin. Wisconsin's the oldest team in college basketball this year. Their roster is older than the average age of the Chicago Bulls, believe it or not. I think all those guys are eligible for Social Security today. (laughs) 
They're working on doctorates. <laughs> <laughs> I got And guess what? Yeah. And guess what? I'm gonna throw this last little piece in there. Because of how the NCAA has structured things, I'm sure you guys have heard of this this year. Because of how the NCAA has structured things because of COVID this year, all seniors are eligible to come back for an extra season next year. Mm. So that means on average age, everybody on Wisconsin, you'll have like five years, fifth year seniors that are going to be on the average age of 26 years old. Now, if they don't win a national championship with guys that old next year, we're going to have a much bigger problem. <laughs> right. Um I want to look looking back at the East real quick. Number two, Alabama has 15 Iona and a lot has been made about Rick Pitino taking his 16 to the tournament, which is a historic record. Any chance that um, Rick can, you know, find a way to pull off this upset? I think so. Anytime, mm. whenever you have really good coaches, that's what you really want to follow. And Iona is not, this isn't new to Iona. A lot of people don't know much about Iona. Yeah, they, they get into the NCAA tournament regularly. This is like their 15th or 16th appearance as an institution. That's more than you have some of these Power Six conferences. Now, when I say that, I want to make sure that I'm very clear about this because, listen, one thing people are going to get tripped up by, now I'm not telling you to take Iona. I'm not telling you to scratch off Alabama or whatever. But where people get tripped up at on their brackets is they take the teams that are hot right now. They take the teams that they remember, what you remember from them last. Mm -hmm. The last thing that you've seen from Illinois, the last thing that you've seen from Alabama is that these teams have been hot. People are talking about them being Final Four. Those are the same teams. If you look back at your bracket from over the past years, everybody's looked like (laughs) those are the ones that end up busting your bracket because everybody was taking them. They looked good. They won the conference being Alabama. They won the conference tournament being Illinois and Alabama. And then you end up saying, oh, yeah, that's just a shoe-in. Go ahead and do it. It's hard for me to go against a a coach like Rip Pitino, who's a national champion. He was an NBA uh, 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 an NBA coach at one point in time, that didn't pan out for him. But he's one of three coaches that has put five different programs into the NCAA tournament. I mean, it's it's going to be really hard for me to take Alabama. I'll more than likely do it, but I, I still got <laughs> until Thursday, baby, to figure this thing out. <laughs> so speaking of uh, great coaches, over the weekend, Patrick Ewan was disrespected by the MSG uh, security yeah. and arena, but they went on to win the title. Any chance they uh, can keep this going and knock off Colorado? That's a 12-5 matchup. I think, I think they will. That's the mm. 12-5 that I have right there on my board right off the rip. That's not even <laughs> – I mean, I feel like that's money you got to sign off on, if I'm just being honest. Pac-12 teams typically don't do well as of late in the NCAA tournament. Anyways, when's the last time one of them even won a national championship? I feel like, Bill like Arizona in 97 <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, right. yeah we can go back that far. Let me, let, let, let me say this much. Too far back, When we're talking about Patrick Ewing and that whole situation, mm-hmm. some people just doing their job. We can't get mad at people for doing their job. I, I don't. I don't think about I, I, them doing their job. I think, like anything else, you could overdo your job a little bit. And you right, know, but, but guess but, what? But guess what? I feel comfortable when I go through that airport and I go through TSA. I don't complain. I need y'all to be doing y'all no, job. No, no, sure I, I, right. I know. I understand that. But at the same time, if 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 I know it's Brad Pitt. 
Yeah. You try to tell me the TSA agent don't know it's Brad Pitt. I wouldn't be surprised if you, Brad Pitt don't yeah, get but Patrick it down. Ewan, and, but Patrick Ewan, like, it depends on what the age of the security is, too. Correct. Because they, correct. they may not know who Patrick Ewan, or it might be someone who doesn't follow that sport. If you work at MSG, you better know who, who yeah. everybody yeah. in that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you would, I mean, you Patrick Ewan has been around, he's been around MSG. In and out for the last but forty this is years. But yeah. this, is, this is a COVID pandemic, and I know people personally that are no longer working at State Farm Arena because of that. So they brought in new. Oh, let me finish. Let me finish. There are new people who have brought in this year to work the arena because the other one said, "You know what? I'm not working it until things are back to normal." So you have new security who may not know. That's all I'm saying. And I tell you right now, that person that does not let Dominique go through State Farm Arena. Fired. Fired. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Like, the one person you going to know at State Farm Arena is Dominique. Whoever, whoever, you, whoever you hire at MSG, they better know five people. Gretzky, name up there. You know. Willis Reed. Willis Reed. Frazier. Frazier. Frazier, Frazier. And Ewing. Spike Lee and Ewan. <laughs> and Oakley. But it, well, no, no, Oakley, yeah, can't, not can't even Oakley. In. Oakley, ain't Oakley can't you better know Spike Lee, you and Frey, <laughs> those, those guys. You better know. I don't care what age you are. You better take a. They better be a course on that application. Do you know these faces? <laughs> okay, I, got I will you. say this too. I, I will say this last little piece to that too, because I'm all for people doing their job at high levels and so forth. Um, but yes, no, that 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 was definitely crazy about Patrick Ewing and being questioned the way that he was. Right. I mean, that's absolutely ridiculous. That's almost like you remember a couple of years ago when Loyola Chicago went to the Final Four. You remember Sister Jean? Yeah. yeah. That's almost like Sister Jean getting carded for trying to buy alcohol <laughs> up at the doggone. You know what I'm talking about? The package yeah. store. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 but you know, Dolan has a history of not he for whatever a, reason yeah, he has a history yeah. of not treating his. Um, his, you know, his greats, his greats. not just his former players, his, his greats. greats with any kind of respect. So, I mean, just another notch to why yeah. why fans should not go to a couple of games to make the lead, make a move. But right. anyway, back to the back to the. Back to uh, back. Uh, you are a Spartan. How how are your Spartans going to do? I don't know. Mm. I know that 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 may not necessarily be the most popular answer of what you was looking for, but I really don't know why. Because they're playing in this play-in game, essentially is what I call it. But the first four as one of the first games to play on Thursday for a reason. They are the only team that has beaten two of those number one seeds up there right now. Talking about uh, 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 talking about Illinois and Michigan, they are the only team that has beaten three top five ranked teams in the country this year adding Ohio State to that list. They are the only team that has beaten four of the top six at one point in time when they beat Duke, when Duke was ranked number six in the country at that time. But then they turn around and lose to a Northwestern, get blown out at the beginning of the Big Ten. They end up getting blown out by 30 to Rutgers, as well as to Michigan, as well as to Iowa, and the list goes on and on and on. But I will say enough to say this. There's one team and one coach that you never really want to play or go against because for whatever reason, I don't know because uh, 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 I don't know if it's because St. Patrick's Day is in March and green or what. I have no earthly idea, but they are always one of them. I just cannot tell you which Michigan State team is going to show up. Well, I'm, 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 I'm going to help you out. I'm about to say that. I'm going to, I'm going to help you out a little bit. I'm going to, you you mentioned it earlier they they, they playing a, a Pac-12 team, so. They play in UCLA. UCLA, so I'm gonna go with Michigan State for all those reasons. And, and then they got BYU after that. Well, they're gonna lose probably after that. But 
I'll go with them. I'll go with them playing in. You know, the playing, the Jekyll and Hyde. But I think the one thing with Izzo is though, because the schedule usually for Michigan State is such a grind, which I believe is what's going to help Gonzaga this year, playing you know hard opponents throughout the year. When you get to the tournament, some of these games are easier to the to the players than than the regular the season, the regular well, conference game. You know what I mean? So it just depends. So I, I got I got faith in your Amarada with Michigan State beating uh, UCLA. I got a question for you though about the home that we since we here in Atlanta, we gotta talk about Tech. Georgia Tech, yep. baby. ACC but champion. They're What's playing going on? of Chicago. What you got what you got with Tech, the Yellow Jackets? When it comes to Georgia Tech, I mean, listen, they got a crazy draw. I don't think – I think they were better than a nine seed. I think they could have gotten an eight seed. Nonetheless, they still would have been in the same position. Uh, I think they were deserving of a seven. They won, what, eight or nine games down the stretch yeah. in a row. On top of that, won the conference tournament. You could put asterisk on top of this thing and talk about how they didn't play Virginia or whatever you want. They played who was in front of them. How many years – how many times do you see Georgia Tech in the same year beat Duke, beat North Carolina, uh, uh, beat Kentucky, all in the same year? Beat Florida State twice. Not since Syracuse my man. Not- Syracuse is typically uh, 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 Syracuse is typically always a respectable program. Virginia Tech was really good this year. They did what they were supposed to do. Josh Pastner always preaches in his post and pregame press conferences, always talks about getting old and staying old. They've done exactly that. They've got the, the, the ACC uh, uh, player of the year. They've got, I think, somebody in El Dorado who's inarguably or maybe arguably for some people the best leader in college basketball this year. I, I, Michael DeVoe is a silent killer if I've ever seen one. The X factor for that team will be – a uh, 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 Jordan Usher, I believe so, but he's playing strong. He's coming along. Rose is right, playing really good. Now, where people are going to get it twisted at is that people see Loyola Chicago and they're like, "Oh, uh, I don't, I want to stay away from them. I've seen them do this before. This ain't the same Loyola Chicago team either." Right? Yeah, yeah. I want to, I want to make sure I preface it by saying that this ain't the same Loyola Chicago team. But I tell you what, if I'm Georgia Tech, I'm treating it like it is, and and. The last time that when they went to the Final Four, they what floor right here in Atlanta? I was at that game. They beat Kansas State in the Elite Eight to go to the Final Four right here in Atlanta, and some of those players from Georgia Tech was at that game. Who knew? Wow. Give us some players to look forward to watching. Uh, you already mentioned my man think, from uh, Ohio. Yeah, uh, from Ohio. Right. Yep. Don't forget. Don't don't forget the name. I'm giving it Jason Preston. Preston. Uh, Preston. Andre Curbelo. Andre Curbelo. Okay. That's another one. Illinois. Okay. Um, uh, let, me, let, let, me, let me see if I can give you somebody else. I want to give you a good one here. Let me see if I can give you a good third one here. Um, hmm. uh, let's go with – I want to give you a real good one. Uh, Moses Moody is really good from Arkansas as well. He should likely be a lottery pick. Oh, North Carolina. I really like this kid from North Carolina. Big, big, massive beast, and he got some monster, and he got a dog in him as well. Um, goes by the name of Dayron Sharp, a load in the middle. He gets a little excited. He gets a little aggressive and so forth. But when, 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 when the team is playing soft and Roy Williams got to call a timeout and yank guys up by their jerseys in the huddle and tell them they need to get back out there and play harder, 
He talk. He ain't talking to Dayron Sharp. He's talking to everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he ain't talking to Dayron Sharp. He's talking to everybody else. I want to give you one or two more. Let's let's see. Let's go through this thing. Um, let's go with um, um, Greg Brown from Texas is going to be a lottery pick as well. Really, really good. Really, really good. And I know most people probably know about Cade Cunningham. They're a four seed in the Midwest region, uh, playing up against Liberty. That's going to be a really tough game as well. But I want to give you somebody a little bit more solid. Uh... And this let's, end it on Ev- let's, let, let's end it on Evan Mobley from okay. USC. They're a six seed. Let's leave it at Evan Mobley. If you haven't seen him play yet, he's a freshman. He is real thin. I mean, he's skinny. I mean, I know I'm slim. <laughs> but he, listen, this brother can probably hula hoop in a Cheerio or a rubber band. Wow. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, he's really skinny. But, 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 he is, he is every bit, oh. he is every bit of, he is every bit of skilled. And I promise you, if you if he doesn't remind you Kevin of Durant. Chris Bosh, oh, Bosch. Chris oh, Bosch. Bosch. Okay. If he doesn't remind you of Bosh, I don't know who does. I was thinking of okay. uh, somebody that skinny when it was was Durant at Texas <laughs> on the screen oh, far was, away. He was thin too. Right. I, I don't know about a Cheerio, but he was thin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Durant, Durant, Dur- Durant was skinny. You can see that boy heart beating in there. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, let me ask you one question before we let you get out of here. Will it be who has the advantage since everything will be played in in, in the state of Indiana? Uh, I don't think nobody has an advantage. Okay. I mean, I, I I don't. I don't. I don't think nobody. If any, if anybody has an advantage, it's probably going to be Gonzaga because they're the best team, um, and that doesn't have anything to do with them playing in Indiana. I guess maybe Purdue. Purdue is in the tournament. Mm. They're not going to have to go far at all. They played, I mean, they, they, they obviously right up the road in West Lafayette. Mm. They played in the Big Ten tournament, which was held in Indiana. They, they never have to travel. They're not going to have to travel. And I guess that means there should be no excuses for them for, to an extent. So, uh, I, I don't know. I guess we'll see. But I don't, I don't think there's particularly an advantage for anybody. Have, have, they, um, have they set a crowd limit yet with or no crowds at all? There would be a small crowd. To my knowledge, to my knowledge, uh, up to twenty five percent crowd. Okay. Up okay. to twenty five percent. So the closer teams will have more of an advantage for their fans to be there, but yeah. like you say, I guess the better team nine times out of ten, I, I guess, think this. Be the I think team. this evils the playing field. Everybody's there one, one spot. Location. You know, you don't have to travel. Yeah, you don't wind up having like if this was you know pre COVID. No, good, you didn't good. want Tech to travel all the way which, out west, which or probably like would have probably would have happened. Yeah, you know, you would have had. But I got a, I, I got an idea. I got an idea. We should try, try and propose this. I don't want to speak too loud. My my neighbors be listening, and then they might try and take my idea. <laughs> I think, I think, just like they're putting it, you know, games are going to be played in West Lafayette, different places around the state. Obviously, right within Indianapolis or, or close proximity too. Let's bring it to Atlanta. I mean, yeah. think about it. We got a gym. We got a we got a gym at, 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 at State Farm Arena. Yeah. We have a gym at Georgia Tech. We have a gym Georgia. at Georgia State. Georgia. We have a gym yeah. at Georgia. Yeah. Uh, 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 I think there's a gym at Gwinnett Center, whatever they call yeah. it yeah. nowadays. You got the HBCU I'm, I'm campus. Clark Atlanta has a yeah. gym. HBC. I'm yeah. trying to listen. Hey, and some people are gonna say, yeah, well, they don't hold that many people. 
where they're playing games up at IUPUI. Don't even ask me what that stands for, but Indianapolis <laughs> something. Indiana <laughs> University of Purdue. University Indiana, Indianapolis. Indi- Indiana University, Indianapolis, yeah, something like that. They don't play in, they don't appreciate that. Appreciate that. They don't play in no they don't play in no gym no bigger than Georgia State either. So yeah. I, I, in the event, hopefully we don't have to worry about this anymore after this year. Right. But in the event that it's another situation like that, how about we get the final four back to Atlanta where it was supposed to be last year and give us our chance to have it and host it again? Hey, I'm with you. No, nah, it makes sense. You know, everything's kind of right here in the city, but then if you Big, do got to go far. We got the busiest airport in the world, yeah. too, so. But if you do got to leave right the city, you're not going far. Athens is an 40, hour, 40 45, minutes, 45, 45 minutes, minutes, an hour away. Yeah, you know, so. Yeah, we do it out here. All right, uh, when it's all said and done, who cuts the nets down? Man, I have no earthly idea. I, it's, <laughs> listen, it's going to be so hard to go nah, against you, Gonzaga right you now. You need to go out on the limb now. No, 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 no. You're not getting well, out of here that well, easy. <laughs> well, well, see, see, you must have been listening slow because I told you about Texas. I told you I really like Texas chances. That is my outlier. That is my dark horse, ultimately. Okay. See, got my na- got my neighbors looking out the window. They writing this stuff down. I'm telling you. Hey, well, give, they hey, writing it down. give us give us your final four. How yeah. about that? Final four. Right now, your 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 pre final four. You know, you you can change it again. Your your, your pre final four. Okay, pre final four. That's fair because I got up until <laughs> Thursday. If you want to get technical, right, right, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna take Gonzaga. Okay. And I really want to. I really, really, really want to take uh, uh, Texas. I've been back and forth between them and, 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 and Florida State, man. I think Florida State has a really good job. I'm going to go with Florida State. Okay. I told somebody else before I went on with y'all, I told them Texas. I, it just depends on who show I'm on, I guess. Which bracket you feeling? I'm going to go fill out three. <laughs> no, I'm a one-bracket guy. You're one I don't bracket. do more than one bracket. I okay. never do more than one bracket. And I'm not mad at the people who do. Just as long as you're filling them out in pen and not pencil. That's cheating. I see folks cheating. Right. Uh, so I'm going to go Baylor, Florida State. Florida, yeah, Florida. Baylor, Florida State, Gonzaga. Yeah. And you know there's always a wacky one in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. And while their seating may not make them wacky, most people going to call me crazy. I'm going to go with Houston. Mm, the two seed. I'm gonna go with Houston. Okay. I'm gonna go with Houston. Right. Mm, I'm gonna go with Houston. Well, I mean, that still falls in line. When's the last time we've had all number one seeds? Yeah, it's been forever. I, I, let me let, let me no no no. Let me answer it for you. 2008, you had Carolina, Kansas, Memphis, and UCLA. Oh, that's the year Memphis couldn't hit free throws. Yep. Yep. That is that is correct. <laughs> and they had some really good. Pl- I mean, the, that was yeah. the. That was, was Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Derrick Rose. Uh, I want to say Russell was Westbrook. Maybe I, I think Westbrook, Westbrook was and on Kevin UCLA Love. and yeah, Kevin yeah. Love. And Kevin, Kevin Love. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Carolina, and Tyler, Hansborough. Uh, yeah, and that Andrew was the year that junior. Kansas. Yeah, Kansas. Yeah, Kansas won national championship. Yeah, Memphis yeah. had it. They had it in the bag. Yeah, they they had you had it. Had it. Take, let everybody know how they can find you, sir. No doubt at Take Take Hoops on all social media platforms. T a t e s t a k e h double o p s. We call it where basketball lives. Again, y'all heard me say it before. If you love basketball, eat, sleep, drink basketball, piss it, whatever you do, find the podcast. Take take anywhere you find your favorite podcast. It's through the roof. We have guests on like crazy. It's been it's been bananas, man. We just brought on Jay Billis the other day. Okay. I mean, we're bringing on Fran Fraschilla. He's going to be coming up really soon. Lynn Elmore, I think, is tomorrow. Dan Dockage was a few days before uh, Jay Billis. It, it, it's been going bananas, and that's 
that's that, that's not an arrogant thing. That's all credit to the Almighty God Himself, man. So I appreciate you guys for sharing your platform and sharing this space with me. I really, really mean it. I'm looking forward to doing it again sometime. Hey, man, we appreciate. We're gonna have you back we, I on. I mean, you know, well, you can find time for us little people. I know. We're gonna, you know. Have, no, we gonna have you back on because I'm. You convinced me to ride with Florida State. So I'm gonna ride with Florida State. So <laughs> if Florida State wind up out of here early. I'm looking for you. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, listen, listen. If they, if if Florida State make a run, I'm picking up before the phone rings. <laughs> if, Flor- if Florida State loses, do not be surprised when they say my my voicemail full. full. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have a, we have a phone call. The voicemail has not been set up at this right. time. <laughs> hey, thanks again, my brother. We really appreciate yes, you. Yes, sir. Thank you. No, hey, blessings and prosperity. All right, man. So yeah, uh, there's your brackets. Everything that you need to know. Nah, don't, he actually don't blame some, us. He actually brought some good points though. Like, <laughs> so I mean, while we got it up here, what's your first? What, who your first four in? Might as well put it out there because time we come back on, we'll be into like we be we be on we be, be past Sweet Sixteen stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, my so, final four right now. Well, no, no, no. Well, no your, it'll be the it'll be going into, into the Sweet, Sweet 16. Sixteen. So who's your first four? First four in the playing games. Uh, Michigan State. Um, who else is? You got Michigan State versus I UCLA. You got Michigan State. Yeah, I got Michigan State. Who's the other two? You got uh, uh, Norfolk State versus Appalachian, Appalachian State. State. Let me go Norfolk. You got Wichita State versus Drake. Uh, and... Drake had been doing good, but that's the singer. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to go with uh, no scary Wichita State. No scary, no scary hours, too. Uh, uh, <laughs> Mich- <laughs> Michigan State, Ain't UCLA, no the crew. and uh, Mount St. Mount Mary's St. Mary, in Texas, Texas Southern. Southern. Texas Southern. Right, so no, go. no, no. Mount St. Mary's. They win the tournament I'm more gonna... recently. So I'm going to go with experience as a coach and uh, okay. being in the tournament. So I'm with you with Northwood State. I'm going to ride with them. I'm going to Wichita State. I'm going to ride with them. I think I'm going to go two. Ain't Texas Southern HBCU, right? Yeah. I'm going to go two HBCU, baby. It's the year the HBCU. <laughs> Texas Southern and then Michigan State. That's my first four in. Okay. Now, all of them going to be out after the, but that's my first. <laughs> well, except for Michigan State. I don't know. Um, they wind up playing BYU. Yeah, I, you know, yeah. Like I said, it depends on what you get. I, I like Izzo. Izzo might get you two wins. Oh, it's you know what I mean. Izzo can get you two wins, but we'll see. It's definitely possible. But well, that's my that's my first four win. That's now who you got for the final four? I I I'll be on with you. I, Gonzaga, I, I got Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the East, I, I'm battling between Florida State and Alabama right now. Uh, he he talk, he might be talking me into Texas, but they look like they might get upset. So I, I, he talked me into Florida State. I'm thinking Florida State. Um, it, it, right now, in the it's, South, it's about your favorite word, matchup. Yeah, it's matchup. I think Florida State got the better matchup either way it go, yeah. Georgetown or Colorado. Yeah. Uh, in the South, I'm going to go. I'm not going, but I think Billy gets beat. I'm going to go Ohio State. In the yeah. South? Yeah, in the South. I'm going to go Ohio State. And who, you had, who you had in the Midwest? In the Midwest, oh, Illinois, yeah. Illinois, because I, I think that they've proven themselves. They were they felt dis- they won the Big Ten regular season. Uh, no championship. Well, no, championship. They felt disrespected by not winning the yeah regular because, season because they had just beat Michigan and, and drug and Michigan didn't play a percentage full season. points. Percentage right. points. It was percentage yeah. points. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So I, I think that that still is going to. I feel the same way. I feel the same way about true. Baylor. I don't think you know Baylor had a whole month off. They didn't play a game. Yeah, they, they and they and they kind of almost two weeks. I want to say they kind of showed you know kind of what they are down the stretch. Be, you know, you assumed because of the rest they would have been more going forward. But 
I um I so, gotta go Illinois because I think it's so close. To, I I do think I understand what uh, Sean was talking about that nobody really has an advantage except for teams like a Purdue. Illinois being so, so close, close to yeah, Indiana, yeah, yeah. you of the twenty five percent of the fans, if you have twenty percent of that twenty five, yeah, 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 that's going to play a, a a great deal into why your team will probably have yeah. to, and they've been through the toughest division. They, yeah, they, I mean, tough, the toughest conference. conference yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Got someone on the phone? Hello. Don. Hey, what's up? What's up? Columbus, Columbus is pretty close to, to there, too. No, I, I got was... a question for you. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think Columbus, have seen, too. Have you seen Ohio State's last two games? I, I want to give you some time to think about that. You got to play defense to win in the tournament. I, I know you do have to play some defense, but looking at Ohio State, um, I can't remember their guard. You need to – you got to – before, you used to have a guard and a big, big yeah. Now, you just need solid guard play. Because unfortunately, I, uh, Georgetown is the exception. Patrick Ewing went back to what he knows best. We're gonna pound the ball. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're gonna destroy. Uh, we'll beat you in the paint. We're gonna beat you in the paint. Yep. We're not worried about the jump shot. This is what we do. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go back to old school Big East, and which is why they won. However, this is a tournament, so you can't let a team speed you up and start making shots, and then you like, well, he we train three for two. Yeah, he can't get behind. He can't get behind. So that's why I'm still leaning in the South to go with Ohio State. Nah, man. Ohio State might – I'm, I'm going to be the one to say it. Ohio State might be going in the first round, man. Uh, not a, Of the two 15s, Iona beating Alabama is the only scare that because I of see. The, because of the coach. Because of the coach, right. I like Illinois out of the Big Ten. I'll be oh, honest yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah, the, the South is the, is the weakest of all the – Wait, hold on, all, man. Wait, hold on. Hold on. What, what do you know about Oral Roberts, man? <laughs> That Ohio State could lose in the first round. To Oral Roberts. What you need, what you I mean, know they, about they, Oral Roberts? I'm, I'm, about, <laughs> to, I'm, about, to, I'm about to tell you. God is good. I've watched them play four games. I've watched them play four games, and they play better defense than the Buckeyes. Oral Roberts? Yes. Mm. But, I, but now, what's, what, now I, I have not, knowing Oral Roberts, their whole history, they probably don't average more than 62 points a game, though. Competition's not as strong, but keep in mind, we talking about a bunch of 18 22-year-old dudes don't have enough sense to know that they ain't supposed to be here. You hot this year, so you know. I mean, I can see it. You hot this year. You you said 12-4 with with Cleveland. Yeah. Game off. You know, so I I, I, I ain't going to knock you. I'm not going to knock you. Even though I said I do feel the South is the weakest bracket looking at everything. Um. So here's my final four, and like I said, I'm going to change two or three times. Well, I got to wait till Thursday because, like you were saying, um, some people may not be cleared to play, yeah. which could affect a lot of different things. a lot of different things. And if a team does have someone who uh, contracts COVID or is part of the COVID protocol, then the team forfeits, and yeah. that's it. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm, we'll I'm, see what happens yeah. with that. I'm gonna go with well, Gonzaga in the West. I'm gonna go with uh, the man taught me in the Florida, Florida State, State in the in the East. Mm-hmm. I like Texas. In the South, yeah. in the South, I, like I said, the, the the South is is weak. I know people want to jump on Baylor, but I I don't I didn't don't like Baylor. So um, based on what they did down the down the stretch or whatnot, um, and I think North Carolina is going to wind up going further than what people think. I think North Carolina is going to wind up they wind up being in the Sweet Sixteen, but that's about that, as far as they can go. Yeah, that but, dude he talked about from North Carolina is the truth. Yeah, yeah. I, and, um, and the fresh uh, and uh, Caleb, the point guard too. 
I I I think I'm on. Did I see? Did you see Duke in the bracket? No, no. Okay. Okay. I just want to be sure. He being messy. <laughs> um, eight, eight. Duke ain't eight. in, and Virginia ain't in. Virginia's in. Virginia's in. Virginia, Virginia's in protocol. Virginia's oh yeah, the, the whole the whole team is in quarantine right now. Yeah, oh, yeah quarantine. Right, yeah. Well, they might so not we don't good. know what will happen with that. Which I, which lends itself to Ohio upsetting them. But go yeah, ahead. So I mean, you know if, what? If they are allowed to play, I, I don't have Baylor going far. I mean, I, I just said North Carolina can probably beat Wisconsin. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna mess around and go with. I'm gonna. I, I know he said Colgate, our, our in-house expert, look out for that 14-3. But I think Arkansas gets past that skill. I'm gonna go with Arkansas being in the, in final, the final four. four. In the final four at the South, mm-hmm. and then in the Midwest, I'm gonna go Illinois. Yeah. I think Illinois has been the best team in America. Outside not, of, not out, named Gonzaga. Gonzaga. <laughs> you know? <laughs> not named Gonzaga. Yeah, yeah. Hey, can y'all can y'all give me a money bracket that y'all think, okay, if you're going to get in a bracket and you're trying to make some dough and you think you can win it, can y'all give me one pick? Because I didn't hear that Warren Buffett was doing that billion dollars again. Uh, I think Yahoo. Yeah, I think, I y- think y- Yahoo. Y- Yahoo's, 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 Yahoo and ESPN. I have to was, look and see which they, one is the offer. There was one best. year I was, I was they won, I was in it to win it, baby. I was in it, and I forgot. <laughs> that who. was after three games. No, 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 no. <laughs> you, I was, was after three. Games. I was in it to win it for the six, Thursday, was, Thursday at four o'clock p.m. He was in it to win it. I was in the Sweet Sixteen, man. I Thursday, had a whole week to hope Thursday, stuff go down. Thursday submit, at seven p.m. His bracket, busted. but your team doesn't um, pass quarantine. You get to pick a new bracket, or no. you just that's oh, no, no, the law. No, no. Nope, just, that's it. You just you have up until the first game starts it's yeah. t- until tip off. Yeah, so okay. you have till noon Thursday. Ain't no, uh, ain't no, uh, ain't no second ain't, chance. Ain't no redo. Yeah, ain't no, <laughs> ain't no second life. Right. <laughs> ain't no words of two chains. Ain't no second life. Um, so that's that's my final four: Gonzaga, Florida State, um, Arkansas. Illinois. As we saw, how how Georgia Tech even got to the final. And I almost want to go with Tech. How almost, they got to the final. I almost, almost want to go they, with they Tech. Sk- they skipped over some people though. So. I, I almost want to go with Tech to make that make make that kind of run, but um, I feel they missing something. I, oh, I, I don't have them beating Illinois. Mm, okay. No shot. Nah, you know, nah. they'll make a good run, but I don't have them beating Illinois. Nah, I don't think so. Uh, let's go NBA. Uh, Hawks five game winning streak, yeah. all under Nate McMillan. It's the difference between nine day the way they play. They in the night, they in the night seat. Eighth, eighth. They, so they, they, they up in the to eight right now. They in the playoff position right now. Yeah. So I will, they were they were eight. I mean eleven, and I want to say that they're up to, I, to eight right now. I thought I thought about I thought about Pierce. Yeah, they, it's eight. It's eight. I, I thought about Pierce earlier today, knowing coming into this show about the winning streak. And I'm gonna put I'm gonna talk about him in reference as talked about we didn't get to the NFL, but today's the Patriots Day. Mm-hmm. But coaches that coaches that should have stayed in a particular lane but got a chance and it didn't work out, but then they fall back. So Matt Patricia comes to mind in yep. London. Yeah. He's a great defensive coordinator, should have never been a head coach, head coach. but he's not back to being, being a, a coordinator. coordinator. Hopefully Pierce seems to be the person that can pick out talent and rosters and whatnot, but he's not a head coach. Yeah. So hopefully he can still get a chance to still be back to what he was good at as far as being roster. It's the X's and O's that uh, he was, like I said, good at developing talent. 
but at a certain point, they just weren't playing for him anymore. Yeah. And that's what I said. You can see the effort is totally different. Uh, uh, the other game against Cleveland, which had beaten them the last couple of times. Yeah, they beat, that, they beat the first off Cleveland. Right. And that's what I said. Sure that's what I said early in the season. I like, you can't lose to teams like New York Cleveland. and Cleveland. And, you know, now. And had lost on, on twice. Yeah. I mean, now part of it is the. It, they're getting healthier. Yeah, that is part injuries, of it. Some, yeah. But some of it is they're just playing with better energy. And before they had gotten behind and they beat Sacramento. And so it's those teams. Like, this is the stretch where they're playing the Wizards and Cavaliers and Magic and Sacramento. They have to win those games yeah. before they go on the West Coast trip. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. we start playing LA, the, Clippers and Lakers start playing and Utah and those yeah, guys. Yeah, exactly. That's win what be, you're supposed to win. Win the ones. hope you can be 500. Win. I think they got an eight-game stretch coming up where they're going to play all playoff teams, mm -hmm. 500 and above playoff yeah. teams. And you got to expect a good – Three and five. I won't even say four hundred, yeah. but a good three and five. Yeah. Win a few of those, and in the East you can stay in that playoff contention. Yeah. So where are y'all at with Philly today? Oh, last couple out. weeks ago, y'all were like, mm, "Where y'all at with Philly today?" We, we should have played. Out, we should have played MC Light Paper Thin. Yeah. <laughs> for, <laughs> for, for him and for him and Anthony Davis, them jokers stay. <laughs> They not worried. They not worried until playoffs with Anthony Davis. Now Philly needs to stay. Needs to stay up three and above. Three and above, correct. Yeah, they, they have more to play for than the Lakers. Lakers, yeah. it's just getting in. Yeah, and then fully healthy, they'll be okay. It's nothing mm. to worry about with them. But yeah, Philly needs to stay on top because oh, or man. stay one two. <laughs> there you go, G. Has Boston reestablished their co their coach credibility? No, with no, he's looking to be so. Uh, going back to college basketball. Uh, Miller from Indiana got fired, and the one from Minnesota got fired. I can't remember his name. Uh, Ryan Saunders. Ryan Saunders. So they're talking about Brad Stevens going to Indiana to coach. That's one of the After rumors. The season. Yeah. They just hired a guy, though. Indiana hired somebody already? Like, when they fired McMillan and they hired somebody. No, I'm talking about college. Oh, you mean college. college. Yeah. Miller is the coach for Indiana oh, yeah, that just Miller. got fired. The fire, huh? Yeah, Andre Archie Miller. Miller. Archie, Archie, Archie Miller, Miller, right. In the, the rumors, you know, it's, there's a little bit of smoke. Where, where you getting your info? Hey, man. Hey, man. Okay. So, so, I mean, All right. I didn't ask. <laughs> Never mind. Let's move on. I, 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 I put, so, Boston. Just because he was seen going through TSA, you know, for the Indiana Pacers game, even though they're not playing the Pacers, you know. He yeah. was just seen at the airport. That's the rumor. That's all I know. He, he pulled the. He pulled the. Uh, <laughs> what's the What's the senator out of uh, Texas? He pulled, oh, Ted Cruz. He put a Ted, Ted Cruz. Cruz. Right. I mean, I had to drop my daughter's yeah, off. Drop, yeah, he had to <laughs> drop something off. And he hopped on the plane and got right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, the problem with the, so the problem with Boston is, I mean, because you're in the East, because you've had this talent, you you had you got two all stars. One of them was supposed to be a superstar. And you telling me the reason why you struggling is because Marcus Smart ain't there, and that's Which no is back and now. that's no knock against Marcus yeah, Smart. Smart. That's more of a knock against the coaching. Coaching. Well, hey, well, let's not forget about the Heat, the Heat, who are now in the fourth seed. But well, we already know. What but the we knew Jimmy be. Buckets is we, back. But he's back. But we already know what that coaching is. You know <laughs> that what I mean? Coaching is like, all right, they're going to turn up now. Turn up and hit that stride or whatever. Yep. So the Heat, the Heat is the most dangerous team in the East, man. Yeah, Definitely, because the Godfather up in <laughs> up in the rafters watching over everything. And I, it'll be interesting uh, to see of the heat, what kind see, of track, um, what kind of move they make for the. You for see the, your boy um, Leonard. What's his name? Oh my guy who made the marks on the on he, the. 
anti-Semitic yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. and everything. Myers Leonard. Myers Leonard. I please, please, if you ever get in trouble, please, please do not say, well, that's not part of my character. That's not who I am. That is the most disingenuous statement you can make. No, no, they're doing better now. They're saying diabetes is causing me to say <laughs> stuff. My blood sugar low. Apologize. <laughs> yeah, I was it. wrong. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like that's the Twinkie it. defense. Was it really anti-Semitic, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He used the word. Yeah, he used the K word. Yeah, which is like saying the N-word. Yes. No, it's not. Yes, Because you could throw the N-word around all day. I know, but you throw the K-word around. No, no, you cannot. No, you cannot. No, 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 no. No, that is the N-word. And I didn't even, I ain't heard that in years. Like, how is that even part of your vocabulary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's not. Like, a, just say, you know what? I messed up. I shouldn't have said it. Uh, yeah, I've I've been used to saying it, but I will take it out of my vocabulary. So, you, so, you, so you want to do the Papa John's joint? I'm, work, I'm still working on it. No, don't say you working. I'll just say oh, I'm so going to take it out. He needs twenty months to get it out of your vocabulary. <laughs> but I'm saying hey, the way he get said off the air, it. Y'all get off the air. Look at the look up the origin of the word. It really ain't all that bad when you look at the origin of it. Well, somebody would say the same thing about the N-word. So it's offensive. It's a little to the different, up- but okay. No, it's offensive to the person that it's offensive yeah. to. Yeah. yeah, better safe than sorry. They, they control a lot of dough in this economy. Be I careful. Listen, <laughs> Jay-Z got in trouble. He didn't even say it. He, yeah. just, he just gave an analogy. Analogy. <laughs> hey, right. He got in trouble. So, you know. But, yeah, I'm like, how did that, where did that word even come from for him to say it? Because he said in the way he said it. Because he said it all the time. Yeah, that and look, gaming, live stream, game like the worst. The worst. It's the wild west as far as what language you use, Mm -hmm. as far like what kind of language and all the slurs we throwing around. Like it's it's a normal thing. So I was so I if he wasn't uh if he wasn't hurt not playing, it would be a much bigger deal. Than well, I mean, well, you, I mean, listen, we he had a fifty thousand dollar fine, and of course he's not. Around the team per se, yeah. he's rehabbing. But. but you know, but we on Twitch now, which is a yep. gaming site, which they're trying to promote. So now you're gonna have you know all these things going on or whatever. I I, I play an online game, um, golf game, and I don't know who it was came on in was like you know how old are you and all this kind of stuff. I turned my whole computer, I turned my whole <laughs> mini pad off. Like I like now nah, we I'm not answering whatever I'm off. Like I just turn it off. Like you you're not gonna get me caught up in. And nothing. So mm-hmm. now you now he's a people go on here and they know who you are. They know you play yeah. for the Heat. So they're going to do certain things. Or bait you. Or bait you to do. You got to be smart. He he, but he he wasn't even baited. But yeah, yeah. He, that's just how. Hey, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. Hey, make sure you follow DNA Sports Talk on Twitter. DNA Sports Talk on Twitch. DNA Sports Talk on Facebook. DNA Sports Talk on Instagram. Reach us directly. DNA Sports Talk at Gmail. Website www.dnasportstalk.com. Back here next Monday on WWE 1100 AM. See y'all next week. Congratulations, Megan Stallion and Beyonce. Welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Where we come to you live each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On WWE AM 1100.
iRadio now, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. Where you bring the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so.